Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here on this Friday, the 2nd of June, 2023. You're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Trust you and your team are finishing the week very, very strongly and uh, very much looking forward to a weekend of rest, recovery, recuperation and re-energization. Because guess what? Come Monday, it's uh, it's all hands to the pump, pedal to the middle and uh, getting those results in. Particularly if you are uh, a team that is looking for Hopefully, hitting that number if you haven't already hit it by the end of the financial year, or if you have a different financial year, at least the end of the quarter, coming up to the end of June 2023. So in today's episode, as we wrap up the week, I've actually uh, been listening to a few very, very interesting podcasts over the last couple of days, but uh, just actually came off recording a second interview with a gentleman by the name of Doug C. Brown, a phenomenal, phenomenal individual the founder of CEO Sales Strategies. That's going to drop uh, today, Melbourne time. So uh, it'll be live on the various podcasting platforms. Another awesome conversation where we talked about uh, selling the inner voice, uh, but also the labels we place on ourselves and the fact that we are meaning-making machines and how this applies to sales and sales leadership. But uh, one of the things we're talking about, and Doug is very, very big on helping sales leaders and salespeople become within the top 1% of all sales earners. And we're talking about a lot of different concepts. And in today's episode, I want to explore a concept that if we can embrace as salespeople, and certainly if we can embrace it as sales leaders, may not necessarily guarantee that we get to the top 1%, but what it will certainly do is it will enable us to make significant progress and clearly differentiate ourselves against our competitors, whether that be external competitors, but also if you're in a very, very highly competitive internal environment, it'll help you be separated from your internal competitors as well. And the title of the podcast is going to be something like Breakthroughs That Happen on the Other Side of One More. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I've always been curious as to what separates the exceptional performers, whether they be in business, in sport, entertainment, from their competitors. And I alluded to the fact that I was listening to some interesting podcasts over the last couple of days, and one in particular comes from Mark Howard. If you haven't listened to The Howie Games, a pretty famous podcast, very, very big in Australia. But uh, Mark Howard interviews a lot of uh, very, very, let's just say famous, but also very interesting people uh, from the sporting background. And in today's episode, he was talking to Eddie Betts. And for those who don't know, those who don't follow AFL footy, Eddie is an Indigenous player who's played um, for 17 years, an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. Uh, and a bit of a warrior in terms of the work that he has been doing around Indigenous education, uh, in trying to educate people on uh, respectful behaviour towards uh, towards minorities, but also about racism and trying to stamp out racism, not just in sport, but in society. And the work that he's been doing and continues to do, and he's just recently launched a foundation that's going to help educate young Indigenous uh, people. To, um, to get an education they need and, and start to embrace life as we all should. Uh, but one of the things he was talking about in the interview was the fact that uh, for when he's on the football field and for all, the, all of those followers of Carlton or Adelaide Crows 
uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that Eddie Betts won something like five, or well, no, it was at four goal of the year competitions, but he ran, he was runner-up in five. So out of seven, uh, 17 years playing AFL football, he was either runner-up or had won goal of the year in nine of those years. And when you look at Eddie play, the number of goals he kicked from impossible angles looked absolutely freakish. But when you delve into it, the amount of work that he put in behind the scenes to enable him to do that in the heat of the battle or in the in the moment where it most counted uh, meant that he was actually espousing the principles I'm going to talk about today, which is the one more. So whether that be Eddie Betts in a football in the AFL football, whether it be a business person, uh, and as I talked to Doug this morning, we talked a little bit about uh, his his brushes with Harvey McKay and Tony Robbins and the fact that these guys. Uh, for all intents and purposes, just ordinary people, but they do extraordinary things. And when you look at what they do that makes them extraordinary, it is not necessarily uh, massive things that a lot of us might sit down and think about. It's the fact that they do one more. And they have this attitude and this unrelenting focus on constant and never-ending improvement. So when we look at extraordinary performers, whether that be, as I said, in the business world, entertaining, or in the sporting world, many people tend to point to these individuals as being extremely talented people as to the key reason that differentiates them from their competitors. Now, talent is a contributor, but it is not necessarily a defining factor because for every player who is a very highly talented, highly successful player in the AFL, for example, that's played over 200 games, there's probably a stack of players who had equal talent, if not in many cases, better talent, but they didn't necessarily apply that talent and therefore they didn't get to experience the career that some of these people like Eddie Betts got to experience. So talent and capability or competency is definitely a a factor. Others also point to connections. That's who they know as being a factor. Being connected certainly helps, but again, it is not necessarily a defining factor. And yet some will even point to luck. And if you've been around for a while, you'll know people who will point to others and say, oh, that person over there was just lucky. Oh, that salesperson got to number one in in the company because of who they knew they were, they were related to the CEO of XYZ organization, and that's why they got that big deal. And look, sometimes luck does play a part, but again, it is not the defining factor. And many also point to a thing called hard work. And Gary Player, the world-famous uh, professional golfer, uh, used to always say, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And it actually has merit in it, because not a single person who has become successful uh, became successful without without working hard. So it is an absolute given. And if you look at AFL footballers, if you look at any elite sport, sports person, you see them perform on the weekend and it looks as if they're making everything look so easy and so effortless. But what we don't necessarily appreciate is the amount of work that goes into doing what they do on the weekend. And we just look at them and say, oh, I wish I was like that person without any real comprehension of the, of the hard work and the sheer volume of work they have to invest in order to get to that level of competency. And I'm often asked as an example in workshops, and I often do workshops where I'm training trainers or training facilitators, training sales leaders, and I'll often ask me the question, how do you do what you do? Because it seems like you do it so effortlessly, you don't need to have notes, but yet the conversation flows and we tend to, by the end of the session, cover all the content that needs to be covered. Um, and I say, well, it doesn't just come by accident. And it's not necessarily talent. It is not certainly charisma. It comes down to, for me, sheer practice and sheer hard work and making a bucket load of mistakes. 
and importantly, learning from them. Now, what's really interesting about all of this and what's really interesting about exceptional performance and exceptionally successful people is that they have one thing in common and that is a relentless focus on one more. It is this focus that separates them from their competition. Now, when you look at this, it's the golf pro who will hit one more ball on the practice range. They'll also uh, be on the putting green and they'll have one more putt. It's the NBA basketball player who will attempt one more shot from the three-point zone. Now, when you think about this, one more shot in a single training session doesn't sound like much. But when you actually put this out over a number of training sessions per week, number of training sessions per month, number of training sessions per year, over a period of time, it adds significant volume to the work rate that these people do. Now, granted, there also has to be a level of competency here, and you don't want to be doing one more and practicing a bad habit, because that will actually just embed a poor habit. But it's once you've got the right technique, and once you've got the right mentoring and the right guidance and getting the right feedback, it is the compound effect of one more that very often will separate the highly successful, the exceptionally successful people from their competition. So it's the footballer, the AFL footballer, who will kick one more goal before ending training. And listening to Eddie Betts, he used to say that when he was at training, and even before he became an AFL footballer, even when he was a child and going through football in his junior years, at training he would always be practicing before and after training. And what he would be doing He'd be tra- practicing those dribble kicks from the boundary line. He'd be practicing bananas from the boundary line. He'd be kicking over his shoulder, kicking over his right shoulder, kicking over his left shoulder, trying all these different stuff. But it was the practice of one more that over a period of time started a compound to the point where he ends up having four goal of the year awards in his career and five runner-up goal of the year awards in his career. So absolutely phenomenal. It's the Olympic swimmer who will swim one more lap. And so it is in sales, and so it is in sales leadership. It's the power of one more that can never, ever be underestimated. So when you look at your sales team, just look at what your levels of discretionary effort that exist within your sales team. How many salespeople give up after the first or second phone call? And statistically, it's uh, it's actually quite staggering, the number of people, particularly when it comes to prospecting, the number of people who will give up after the first or second contact with a particular prospective customer, but it's the salesperson who wakes, makes that one more phone call that often will find the difference that makes all the difference because sometimes all it takes is that one more connection that can open up a complete opportunity that was not there prior to that phone call being made, which sounds really obvious, but it's actually true. It's the salesperson who sends one more email, the salesperson who connects to one more prospective customer, and that's the other thing we spoke about with Doug today is a lot of people, particularly in sales, and, and I, I shared an experience when I was back at uh, a certain organization, which I won't divulge. Uh, there was a, a sales team within that organization who were very protective of the potential customer opportunities that existed within their quote-unquote patch. And so there was almost this belief that sat within that team that there was a finite number of customers from which we could choose to talk to in order to get the opportunities created to then hit the sales targets and the revenue targets. So it was this fixation that there was only a finite number of customers, which then led to a level of mindset and protectionism, not abundance and sharing and servitude. So thinking about how many customers are out there, well, there is almost an infinite number of customers available. And as Doug pointed out today, the only time that that potential customers 
will turn into a finite number is when people stop having children. So that's, there's always going to be opportunities and there's always going to be customers. So it's sending a one more connection request to a particular customer. It's reaching out one more time. It is sending one more proposal. It's also asking one more question. And these are the salespeople who will often experience the breakthrough compared to the ones who don't. Now, from a sales leadership position, it's a sales leader who listens for one more minute. It is a sales leader who asks one more question, who conducts one more coaching session, and who can encourage the team one more time. It's also the sales leader who challenges themselves one more time, who will also get in a position to potentially enjoy the benefits and the rewards of the breakthrough. So as we wrap up this particular week, if you find yourself and your team focused too heavily on the last month of the financial year and thinking, oh my God, we've got to pull out all stops to try and close the gap or we want to overachieve as much as we possibly can, bring it back to a very, very simple mantra and that is, what can we do one more of? Focus on that and bring all of your attention to just one more and just watch what happens. So That's the key message for today as we wrap up this particular week. Whatever your discipline is, whatever the challenges are that are in front of you, uh, and sometimes those challenges can seem insurmountable because there's so much um, stuff in front of us. If we break it down and simply think, okay, what can I do one more of? And sometimes it's as simple as taking one more step. It is one more conversation. It is one more phone call. It is one more email. So break it down into something that's very, very simple. And if you repeat that over time, then guess what? The results, in more cases than not, will simply take care of themselves. So hope that message helps, hope that message resonates, and I certainly hope that that message reaches you at exactly the right moment for you to hear it. So as we wrap up, if you'd like to have a conversation about potentially getting together and having a chat about how I might be able to help you and or your sales team become exceptional in what you do, love to have a conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom, have a chat about where you're at, where your team's at, where are some of the potential blockages, what are some of the opportunities, and also what you're looking to achieve over the next three to six months because we can map out a pretty rigid plan and start the execution ASAP. So very much looking forward to that particular conversation. Once again, thanks very much for plugging into the podcast. Really appreciate the feedback. Really appreciate the love and uh, really appreciate the fact that there are a lot of people out there who are taking all the stuff we're talking about, not just from me, but also from the guests that I'm having on a regular basis on the podcast and uh, getting some great results, which is absolutely phenomenal. So the ripple effect is certainly gaining momentum. So with that said, enjoy a fabulous weekend. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.